Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. The Colorado Avalanche were supposed to be in the Stanley Cup final, and it sure looks like the cup is theirs to lose. The top three NBA draft picks feel intuitive, but the number one pick is anything but. And Quinn Snyder's departure erases a nightly advantage the Utah Jazz had over their opponent. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. It was an expletive-worthy finish. The Colorado Avalanche coming back from a 3-1 deficit to win 6-5 in overtime on a controversial play, a play that caused... Some of the people calling the game to temporarily forget where they were. Uh, joining me now, a man who always knows where he is. And right now it is his team in the Stanley Cup final. Chris Maselli from Locked on Avalanche. Chris, just that last play. There's going to be some controversy, not just about uh, the uh, the the not schnikes word that was used. but But the play itself had to be reviewed because there was some question about whether it was actually a penalty. What did you see on that play? Well, they, they were reviewing if it was if it was a high if the if Arturi Lekkinen, who ended up getting the last goal, uh, hit the puck with a high stick, and they deemed that he did not. And they had one camera view, uh, which was like one of the last ones that they showed, which it was incredibly close. And I, I, I that's the one and only time I've seen it. I mean, we're doing this minutes after the game is over. So uh, from that view, I mean, you are literally needing to stop frame by frame to see if he if it was over the cross, if his stick was higher than the crossbar. And at that point, are you really going to turn it around on on, you know, micro millimeters? Uh, I, I think there would have been riots in Denver had they overturned that and the avalanche had gone on to lose it. But they didn't. He collected the rebound. And, and that's that. Did the right team win this game? You know, th- this was, again, this was a, a really tightly contested game. And once again, you're even though Edmonton's down three to nothing, they're not going to fold. And and they didn't. And they came out and they played a good game. Uh, they were up three to one after two. And as an Avs fan and knowing, you know, talking to a lot of Avalanche fans, they're I'm not lying. There was no panic. There was no panic. Like, yeah, you're down three to one. I think there was twofold. There's no panic because you're up three to nothing in the series. And this team can do exactly what they just did. They can score goal. They got a a goal within 30 seconds to start the third, to set the tone. And then that third was just back and forth. That that was exciting hockey for even the person who's just tuning into hockey for the playoffs. Uh, It was great. Your superstars were stepping up uh, left and right. And it was just uh, it it had to go to overtime. It felt right to go to overtime. So now that we're we're through this series and you have a pair of sweeps uh, Mm. brooms on sale in Denver, apparently. Mm. At what point do we have to start looking back in the annals of history and and looking at some of these historic runs? Because once they get to the final, who knows? If, if they win in how many games, but, you know, let's say they sweep again. Like we're talking about a historic run here. If, I mean, if that happens, um, you, 
Kyle, my co-host Kyle and I, we, we, we talk a lot about where, if this team finishes winning the Stanley Cup, where will they rank with the other two teams that won the Cup? And we, this is why we don't really make those comments until the season is over. And, and because if that happens, let's just say they, they sweep. I don't see that happening, whether they play the Rangers or the Lightning. Let's just play, look into the Magic Gate ball and say that they do. Uh, they would have lost two games this entire postseason and both at home. They have not lost on the road yet this postseason. I mean, th- this, ta- this team was, was built for this moment right now to go to the Stanley Cup finals. They've been, they've been this, cl- well, I should say this close. They've been out in the second round for the past number of years, but this team is built to win the Stanley Cup for the past handful of seasons and they just haven't been able to do it. Now they get over that hump and it's just celebration time right now. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. We have an important favor to ask you. We've been putting together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 Hundred dollar Ticketmaster gift cards. Take our audience survey. Go to lockedonpodcast.com/survey. Thanks for your help. Coming up, three players stand out in the NBA draft, but picking the best of the three is proving to be a real challenge. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your daily gambling needs. A few Major League Baseball lines to keep an eye on. The Philadelphia Phillies haven't lost since firing Joe Girardi last Friday. Now they face the Milwaukee Brewers, one of the best teams in the National League. Bet Online likes the Phillies minus 104 to win, while the Brewers are minus 106 on the money line. The Pittsburgh Pirates could be a value as their home underdogs to the Detroit Tigers. Bet Online likes the Pirates at just plus 114 to win. And the biggest favorites of the night are the Houston Astros with Justin Verlander on the mound against the Seattle Mariners. Bet Online has the Astros at minus 240 on the money line. Bet Online where the game starts. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The LA Rams made sure Aaron Donald isn't going anywhere. On Monday evening, the Rams made Donald the highest paid non-quarterback in NFL history, coincidentally paying him like he is in fact a quarterback. The deal gives him $95 million over three years. The contract has $65 million guaranteed over the first two years and would allow Donald to either retire or return for 2024 to make $30 million more. The proverbial 30 million reasons to come back. The San Francisco 49ers have excused Jimmy Garoppolo from mandatory minicamp as he strives to rehab back to full health from a March shoulder surgery. The hope is for Garoppolo to begin throwing in late June or early July and for him to be traded shortly thereafter. Trey Lance has led the offense in all offseason workouts and is slated to take over quarterback one duties for the Niners in the fall. Garoppolo is entering the final year of his contract and he will count $27 million almost against the cap in 2022 should he be on the roster. Phil Mickelson will end a four-month sabbatical and compete in the Live Golf Invitational on Thursday at Centurion Club outside London. It is the league's debut. Although Mickelson characterizes this decision as a new path and fresh start, he did say he plans to play in the U.S. Open that begins June 16th at the Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts. 
I am looking forward to playing the U.S. Open, and I'll be there, Mickelson told Sports Illustrated. I'm under the understanding I am able to play. And though this is being framed as a fresh start, he and guys like Dustin Johnson, Ricky Fowler, and others are being paid handsomely, reportedly upwards of $100 million. And according to Greg Norman, Tiger Woods was offered something in the high nine-figure range to join the Live Golf League. He apparently declined. The Boston Red Sox handed the Los Angeles Angels their 11th straight loss, and they did so by Michael Waka pitching a complete game shutout. Michael Waka wanted in on the complete game fun for the Red Sox, and that's exactly what he did Monday night in Boston's 1-0 win over the Angels. Hey, it's Lauren from Locked On Red Sox, and Michael Waka, the story of the game here, joins Nate Evaldi and Nick Pavetta to throw complete games for the Red Sox this season. Now, Christian Vasquez was the difference maker here with his RBI to make it a 1-0 game, a score the Red Sox later would win by. However, Michael Waka, he threw the complete game for the Red Sox here, and not only that, he becomes the first pitcher to throw a complete game shutout for the Red Sox in a 1-0 win since Kurt Schilling did it in 2007 against the Oakland Athletics. A disappointing story out of Major League Baseball. Five players on the Tampa Bay Rays decided to not wear rainbow-colored logos on their uniforms for Pride Night. Jason Adam, Jalen Beeks, Brooks Raley, Jeffrey Springs, and Ryan Thompson all made the decision to not celebrate Pride Night and said it was a, quote, faith-based decision. Starting pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals and opponent of the Rays on that night, Jack Flaherty, responded on Twitter by saying, Absolute joke. Attendance for Pride Night, almost 3,000 more than Tropicana Field's average attendance for the season, while the day following saw 8,000 fewer in the stands. Talk about not being able to even do the bare minimum. Is another story you need to know. While the Boston Celtics and Golden State Warriors battle it out for the Larry O'Brien Trophy, there are 28 other teams preparing for the NBA draft later this month. And there are some star-studded prospects at the top of this draft, a top three, a top four potentially. Joining me now from Locked On NBA Big Board, Rafael Barlow. And Rafael, do you do you agree that this is a a top three that that seemed Paulo Bancaro, Chet Holmgren, and Jabari Smith seem to be at least most people's top three? Yep. Yeah, I agree. I do think there's a chance that Jaden Ivey could be in that mix. I've heard some rumors that the Thunder really like him, and of course, it could be smokescreen at, at this point in the season, uh, or at this point in the draft, uh, or this summer. So, but I have heard rumors that they could be looking to move down to four because if they really like him. They can move down to four. Sacramento can move up to get one of the the fours. Because, I mean, Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgren, and Paolo Bencaro all, I think, are, are fours. And then, um, so it could change it a little bit. But I think the consensus is there's like a tier, one of three guys. And then there's a different tier for Ivy at number four. And then after that, man, it's, it's, it's wide open. <laughs> you mentioned you think those top three guys are all fours. They're all power forwards um, in, in what is an increasingly positionless league, right? Um, yep. But they're they're very different players. How yeah. do you see the top of the draft style fitting into the way that these guys are evaluated, the way that the NBA teams that could be picking them want to play and what they need? 
Yeah, it's interesting. You keep hearing about the league wants to go small and getting smaller and smaller, but then the top three players are likely going to be fours and maybe even play five in closing lineups. And so, and it's interesting because they're all different. Um, Jabari Smith is like a, a lights out shooter. You can make a case and say he's the best shooter in the draft, shot 42% on about five t- attempts per game. Then you can say Chet is the best defender of the three. Excellent shot blocker. Very skilled. I mean, he, there's some questions because he's seven foot, buck 95, <laughs> which is kind of tough to play the five, but he can also shoot the ball. And then there's Ben Carroll, who I think is the best of the three. I think he's the one that I feel the most comfortable with that I can say, hey, it's the end of the shot clock. Go get me a bucket. He's 6'10, 250. He's already the most physically mature, the most skilled, but he is uh, not on the same level as a defender as Smith and Holmgren, which you know could be the reason why the consensus kind of has him at as the the third wheel out of uh, out of the three. So you mentioned that you are the most comfortable with Bancaro. If you were the GM for let's just say any team, number one, we're forgetting what the rosters look like. Who is the guy where you're going? Okay, if I could just take anyone, I'm taking this guy. If it's me, it's Ben Carroll. I honestly feel like the, the, some of the same criticisms people had about Jason Tatum in 2017, we're hearing about Ben Carroll in 2017 at that draft. Markel Fultz was the number one pick, deservedly so, had an excellent year, but he was on a bad Washington team. And then for whatever reasons, I don't know if it was the hype that his dad created, but Lonzo Ball was like the media favorite. I never ever thought Lonzo Ball was better than Jason Tatum. And at the end of the day, Tatum is going to be the best player from that class. And I and I'm not saying that one of the guys is going to be like Lonzo Ball, but I do think Van Carroll at the end of the day will be the best player in this class in, in five years. Coming up, the Utah Jazz are losing a nightly advantage over any given opponent with the departure of Quinn Snyder. Don't you love a chewy chocolatey brownie? What about a caramel brownie with the swirl of the caramel on top? Oh, so good. What if I told you that you can have all that chewy chocolatey deliciousness plus 17 grams of protein? You're in luck because caramel brownie bars are available at Built.com right now and you have to act fast because they are a fan favorite. Forget about dessert. These are better than dessert plus the macros. Unbelievable. Just 130 calories. 17 grams of protein and only four grams of sugar. I would replace a regular brownie with built caramel brownie bar in a heartbeat. The best part, we're talking about taste, right? 100% real chocolate and taste is always something that built is able to deliver. There are a million reasons that you should try built bar, but for now, let's just say that caramel brownie will rock your world. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. It's easy to wonder how much of an effect a coach can have in such a player-driven league like the NBA. If you ask David Locke of Locked on Jazz, the departure of Quinn Snyder will have a massive effect. It's a big blow because every game the Jazz had an advantage. Quinn Snyder is one of the smartest best basketball coaches in the NBA. The Jazz level of preparation on a night-in and night-out basis was, I think, close to unprecedented. Tom Thibodeau would come in and see it. 
Terry Stotts would come in and see it. Other coaches across the league, when they came through the building and you talked to them, the level of preparation and where he took the Jazz from post Ty Corbin, worst record in the Western Conference, to literally starting Dante Exum because he wasn't Trey Burke and trying to get this team to play right. And they won games simply based on an unbelievable work by that coaching staff. And then they won a playoff series because of it. Uh, Players were great, but the practice in Oklahoma City, we'll never forget it. Uh, The Jazz had lost game one in OKC, and Quinn held a practice between game one and two that was a masterpiece. Uh, walking around the arena. Do you feel it? Do you feel it? They, Oklahoma City played a trapping kind of unique defense where they put a lot of pressure on the ball. You felt it now. Now you felt it. Now we react. And just kind of the whole day, and you walked out knowing that he may have just won the playoff series and the Jazz executed it perfectly and did win that playoff series. Um, there was a game on the road early, early in his tenure. The first time I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's on a different level, where we were playing a team and he was convinced that the entire offense started with an elbow entry pass the entry pass to the elbow and then they started their offense but that if you didn't if they didn't get the elbow entry pass they actually had no counters it sounded almost crazy when he said it that in that shoot around but he went through the whole shoot around and the whole shoot around was denying the pass to seemingly an irrelevant player at the elbow and the jazz did it that night this team i think scored like 82 points uh, that's not a right number don't go look it up um and they absolutely were stymied and it was that type of regular season, everyday preparation. When the Snyder news was first announced, it was also reported that Donovan Mitchell was supportive of Snyder. This is not a situation where the coach is stepping aside to ameliorate the concerns of a superstar player. You have a team that is on the precipice of potential massive change. And to make sure your superstar player is happy is of the utmost importance. Unless, of course, the Jazz were already looking at options for Donovan Mitchell, the franchise player. This creates a fascinating dynamic because if Mitchell is unhappy with the way things are going in Utah, just because they lose in inglorious fashion seemingly every season in the postseason, not seemingly every season, It has happened every season. They have yet to win a title in Utah with Donovan Mitchell. The trade rumors are swirling. So could this be the kind of thing that pushes Donovan Mitchell to say, you know what the best thing for everyone is? I'm out. Send me to New York. It's just another layer of tumult in what has already been a tumultuous offseason for the Utah Jazz. And finally, the plaza outside Minute Maid Park, I love this story, looks to be missing something these days. The banner celebrating their 2017 World Series win is gone. The Houston Astros are looking into the matter, although there is no indication as to how the sign went missing. Are you you following this? The Astros are victims of sign-stealing. We should just chalk this one up to karma, I think, and and print a new banner. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go make your second listen, Locked On NBA. From the first jump ball of the play-in tournament to the last possession of the finals, Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Coming up Wednesday... 
will we have a better idea as to who will challenge the Avalanche in the Stanley Cup Final? At least until tomorrow. Stay locked on sports today.